0: head over to theinforium.com slash nebula to sign up now. Hey, Martin, what's happening? Yo, I'm going to need you to move down into storage. B. cool. There's no microphone there. So just it's due to, you know, we got some new people coming in, but we're going to need you to like yell real loud. I can do that. To be on the podcast. That'll be fine. We just don't have room for you here. I have some very important papers and Um, boxes and No, I've been feeling cramped for some time. You know, it makes sense. Good. Well, I don't know if the new uh, desk is going to solve that problem, but you're certainly going to be acquainted with several new species of spider. That's cool. Hopefully that's something you've always wanted. Mate, what if I already know the species? Can you guarantee that they're new? I can't. That's actually not in
1: my power or authority to do. (laughs) I'm dissatisfied. So we're just going to have to see, aren't we? It's
0: new spiders or nothing. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. We just don't know, dude. (laughs) All right. What's up, guys? We're doing another career-focused episode. We did an episode on how to crush your interviewers a couple of weeks ago. Yep. I think that went pretty well. Hopefully there are some interviewers crushed out there. Crush, kill, destroy. Something like stress. stress. (laughs) It's a good song. It is a good song. I like that song. Today's episode is going to be a little bit more personal. So over the summer, um, we made I don't want to say our first hire, but our first legitimate hire. The other ones are illegitimate. They're yeah, they're all illegitimate. In fact, they were all they all cheated their way onto this team. I don't know how they got here. Yep. Security, escort them for not acting like a team. And remember, they need to act like a team. I need to make I need may I need to get a new security team to escort the current security team out of the building for not acting like a team. Now, so at this point, CIG is a company with nine people who help it out in some shape or form. Yeah uh, nobody other than you and me work full time on it, but they do help to some degree every week. We've got a couple of video editors. We have got uh, a couple of writers now. We have a content manager. We have Gareme who does the timestamps for this podcast and the show notes. Have you, um, Ashley, does graphic design. And I'm not counting in my head right now, so hopefully I'm not missing anybody. <laughs> but over the past few years, it's been a very casual process of bringing new people on the team. Yeah, like I think the way that you came onto the team was like, "Hey, you're better at coding than me." do you want to code my new website? Yeah. I'll pay you to quit pretty good job on campus so you have time to do it. And then um, with Kayla, our content manager, I asked my friend Matt, who runs um, Swim University and Roasty Coffee and used to run Listen Money Matters before I took his spot on the show there. I was like, hey, I heard you had somebody who was like managing content, and doing your emails for you. Who is it? And he's like, oh, it's Kayla. And I just shot her an email and said, hey, Matt said you're good. I want to hire you. Fair. So it's always been very... Yeah, there's not a like, Casual. fill out this application, do 300 things in a backflip. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had the intention to be very uncasual about hiring a video editor, like way earlier in this year, we were going to go yeah. through this big process. We we're going to put out some footage, have people submit things. And then I went to a conference and I met a couple of editors and we ended up hanging out just as friends the whole time. And at the end of the conference, they said, Hey, if you need help, let's do an experiment, try it out. And I said, okay, let's try it out. And they are still my editors. So that was serendipitous and worked out well. ruined
1: your process
0: for being a bureaucracy, Tom. That's true. We aren't bureaucratic enough yet. We can fix it. We don't have overhead fluorescent lights yet. That light looks really yellow, actually, compared to all these set lights right now. It almost looks like it's burned out, but I know it's not. I know it's actually a 100-watt bulb that's very bright. It's just that all these are even brighter. Anyway... This is all leading up to what happened over the summer. We got to the point where I was putting out enough videos, I was working on other projects, and I just didn't have time to write the articles for the videos anymore. And we want the articles for the videos because some people like to read and they don't want to watch videos. And it's also very good for Google and just building like a general library of uh, adaptable content. So I wanted to keep that. I didn't have time to do it and I worked with with Ransom on doing it for a while, who is our, our main writer. But I found that he's actually better at coming up with his own topics, and he just he tends to do really good work when I let him just make his own topic up and figure it out from there. So I was like, okay, we need to get writer number two at this point. And this was the first time that we ever went through a real rigorous and formal process. It was for, rigorous, yeah, for having people apply and then for us going through the applications and hiring people. And we made a hire. So if you guys have been reading the articles for any of the recent videos on the website, some of them are written by Roxine, who is the person that we hired. And um, we will have links to some of the articles that she has written on CIG so far in the show notes for this episode, but also her own website. And what I wanted to do in this episode is take the experience we had and share it. Because I realized we have now gone to the other side of the equation. Yeah. We're like, because you helped me with the hiring process. Now we have experience as hiring managers who are making decisions on who made the cut, who didn't make the cut.
1: And obviously we know what went into our own decisions. Therefore, we know what went into hiring decisions. Lots of Yahtzee dice. Definitely. All of it. Not magic Some dice? Some D&D
0: dice. I don't, I don't know why Yahtzee came to mind first because I do play a lot more do you magic. you play a lot of Yahtzee when I'm not around? <laughs> and I play no Yahtzee. Okay. So I'm not quite sure why I said Yahtzee. But yes, lots of dice rolls. Mm-hmm. Lots of... uh. Spinning in my chair and pointing at a sticky note on the wall with a name. All those Fair. kinds of that things. That would have been a good
1: strategy, actually. A lot less stressful, you know? You just kind of do it. <sighs> it done. It
0: would have been unstressful in a certain way, but then stressful in another way. Until you just don't
1: care and you just randomize something else until it works.
0: That's true. When you realize the ephemeral nature of life. You just
1: roll the dice. What does it matter and over who you over over and over and over? Eventually, you're going to be okay. <laughs> or you've given up.
0: Yeah. Whichever. Or maybe we did something different than that. Uh, So what I want to do in this episode is actually guide you through what our criteria was and then how we narrowed down people in several different stages to eventually make a hire. And hopefully by listening to our perspective, you'll start to get into the head of a hiring manager for any position that you might be applying for in the future. So hopefully this will have some insights that you can glean from our experience. Yeah. That's the general goal here. So to set the stage um, and you know what I'm going to do, actually, I'm going to link to the the page that we used uh, to let people apply. Now, it's Does the, it have form, the actual form on it. No, the form's not there anymore. Okay. I may be able to just take a screenshot of the form and
1: That's, then put that, that in the show notes.
0: I think I can do that because people have asked like people who I know who run their own businesses have asked me for this form since we did it uh, because they want to do the same thing, basically. So, we wanted a writer. And because I am spending all my time on videos, because I don't have a whole lot of time to train somebody, this wasn't a position where I could really bring somebody in and train them up and spend a ton of time mentoring them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the point is, you didn't have time for that. Exactly. Some positions in the future may be like that, that we may have the opportunity to hire interns in the future. A lot of companies do. But with this particular position, I needed somebody who could basically come in, hit the ground running to some degree. And just produce articles to our standard, without me having to spend a ton of time editing. Because really, what the what the difficulty for me is these days is the number of tasks and pulls on my attention has increased. Yeah. And when all these things are vying for my attention, I can never really focus in on one. And if I can't focus, I can't get uh, good work done. So if I wake up and I'm like, I gotta edit four articles and then give a bunch of feedback on twenty things. And then I have to research for a podcast episode and work on this project. None of it's going to get done to any degree of, t- of quality. Yeah. And you know this. I do know, you know this. When there's like four things to do in a day. It's actually no things will get done that day. Yeah, much better
1: to choose one. Mm-hmm.
0: So needless to say, the job application page says, I'm looking for an experienced writer to help turn videos into beautifully crafted blog posts. And the page has examples of some of the best blog posts on the site. Um, it, It very clearly states what we're looking for in both the articles and also what we're looking for in the job description. And then we have some requirements, like you need to have experience with online writing, you have to be able to edit yourself well, you have to be able to produce up to two articles per week, et cetera, et cetera, and then some nice to haves. And then we have our form there. So the one thing I wanna point out, this was the most important part of the job application uh, requirements page, in my opinion, I wrote, you need to have experience with online writing or at least be able to make me believe that you do. This was a big thing for me because I knew there was going to be people who were going to be emailing me saying, hey, I've only written for print magazines. I've only written for my school newspaper, or I've only written poetry about Steven Universe in on Tumblr or something like, hey, I'm not going to judge, man, it's but online writing. make me believe that you have experience as an online writer. And then we had our application. So they had to read through the, applica- or the app, the the requirements page and then fill out an application. And to paint a visual picture here for you, the application was pretty short. Um, notably, I did not want resumes because I didn't think they'd be useful. This is a Fair. position where I want to see your work. And I'm going to be able to make a judgment call on how well you're going to be able to work for me based on your work, not on whether or not you worked for the jet propulsion laboratory or something. You know, some positions will care more about your pedigree. I care more about actually seeing your work in action so we can scrutinize it. And you helped with this process as well.
1: Yeah, Well, especially because it was like a hit the ground running sort of position. Yeah. It means the the pedigree kind of implies, can you do this theoretically. But the question you were asking is, can you do this now directly? Yes. Can
0: you do it right now? You're, Show me that you're already doing it basically. Yeah. that That's key. You don't want theoretical skill. You want proven skill. Yeah. And I, I do want to come back to that. So the application form here, all I wanted was an email address. I didn't even ask for a name because I figured that if you're linking me to your written content online, it should have a name somewhere. So. Oh, yeah. I didn't make worry sense. about that. Uh, and then the next thing were just link me to three of your best pieces of written content online. One, two, and three. And then if you have like your own website or blog linked to it there. So that way if people had their best stuff on Medium or their best stuff on their school newspaper website, I did want to let them at least see or show me their personal website or their blog. Because yeah. I do want to see that as well. And then I asked for a link to a great example of someone else's content online not on College Info Geek. Uh, and my friend Matt told me to do it that way because he, he had a very similar form to this one, which he used to hire an editor. And he asked for examples of really good content or really bad content online. And he noticed a lot of people would just put links to his own articles in that. Kind of like we're, we're to, flattering you. Yeah, total brown nosing stuff. And then he had a form like, tell me what's wrong with this article. And they'd say, oh, nothing's wrong with it. It's great trying again more yeah. brown nosing points and that actually lost them points because he's not looking for someone to suck up to him that doesn't pay the bills that doesn't grow the business yeah. he's looking for somebody who has an eye for great content and who can tell intuitively what is bad about an article and how could it be improved just like he can you know i don't need somebody to say oh you're so great Cusco," or something like yeah. that <laughs> let's go build Cuscotopia. topia so i asked Why is this article great? I wanted to see some effort put into an analysis there. I also asked for two more links to online content. I didn't ask for why on those two because I didn't want the application to be an hour long. Yeah, I did want to see their thought process on at least one. And then I wanted the other two just to be like, okay, can you hit three for three showing me what is good online? You know, can you separate the wheat from the chaff? And I had two more questions. One is, what is the sixth listed 10-footer DDR song that Thomas has completed listed on his impossible list? So this question seems totally irrelevant. Some people said that. In, Some people did answer. say that. They did. And I will tell everyone, we got 259 applications, which is a lot. Yes, and it I, was. And that's an understatement for you, I know, because yep. you went through them. <laughs> yep, it was a lot. So I asked that question because I wanted to, Somebody who was detail oriented, who could read instructions well, and who was a solution finder. Somebody who had the ability to go out and find the answer to a problem or, or no, a question that I knew they wouldn't already know the answer to. Yeah. I felt that very few people would know that Paranoia Survivor was the sixth listed song that I've completed, but I put listed on my impossible list. So the answer is there. Or I guess not the answer, but the key to finding the answer. All yeah. you have to do and is Google, hard to find it. Thomas Frank Impossible List and then control F, DDR, and and then count. Can you count? Yeah. So it's a super easy question to solve. But interestingly, I think it was a full 25% of the applicants got it wrong. Do you think it was, I think it was around that, that percentage. I don't remember
1: the percentage, but I know there was a lot of blanks. There were a lot of, what is this question? This is dumb. Yep. And also, that doesn't make me feel good reading the reading the response, first mm-hmm. First of all, but also just like ones that weren't even the, weren't the correct song, which I also yes. found
0: interesting. So some people couldn't count correctly. They couldn't double check like themselves. Yeah.
1: Double checking is probably the key there.
0: Um, I guess one thing we didn't consider is maybe some people count in programming terms and they start from zero, but I don't think most people do that. If you that. do
1: that, you should probably specify you
0: did that. Yeah. You probably should specify that. just so I can be like, okay, okay, fine, fine. But you some people were like, I don't play DDR, which it, I mean, I'm glad that I asked the question, but seeing answers like that actually frustrated me because I'm I'm just thinking in my head, like, I'm not going to hire you, but you're going to go out and apply for other jobs. And if you look at a question like that and instantly say, Oh, I've never played DDR. So I don't know. And that's your answer. What are you doing?
1: It's yeah, a simple it, Google it, search away. Yeah, it wasn't it? Wasn't that difficult of a question? Yeah, it, it is. It is ostensibly irrelevant. That's it's true. irrelevant, but it's that a, is a good question. That's a good point, but it is a test. So, mm-hmm. it, it in the future, these kind of things should be obvious. As oh, I see what they're doing. This is this seems irrelevant, but it's a test, and yeah. that means I need to pass it. Otherwise, I probably won't. It's like it's the equivalent. It's our equivalent of keyword searching that like the robots do with your yeah. with your resume. It's just is this correct? If not, then
0: I guess the thing that was it. Yeah. Let's like share an insight here. If a company is asking you a question in an interview, you need to assume that there is a good reason behind it. There might not be. They might've just pulled it off of some Google article. Oh, the muse.com said I should ask what their favorite hairstyle from the eighties is to see if they like David Bowie or something. Like maybe they're dumb, but just maybe there's some logic behind a stupid question like that.
1: Well, even if it is stupid, saying it's stupid it doesn't show like a great. That yeah, that doesn't show a good attitude to the thing. Well, I mean, on my on my uh, the application that I filled out for my previous job, there was a question that was like, "How many times do you text during a workday?" or something like that. And I was like, "Maybe a couple times when my mom needs something." Just like this is kind of honest, but also kind of tongue in cheek, and and mostly I don't.
0: And what they're looking for is. Not somebody who sits at their desks and texts all day long.
1: <laughs> yeah. And are the, you going to do the work? And also I like, I didn't put zero because I didn't want it to be like, Oh, I'm just saying whatever I thought you wanted. I'm just like, that's true. My mom needs something. I'm going to answer. I never text. I'm
0: actually a soulless robot. I will do anything you ask. Yeah. Literally. So just like, please. it's one of those
1: questions that seems really dumb, but like they're yeah. looking
0: for something who knows what it is, mm-hmm. but they are looking for something. And there was like a scale of wrong answers. Like this is dumb is probably the worst answer. Blank is probably the second worst answer. Uh, A straight up I don't know is like the third worst answer. And then like if I can see that you tried and got it wrong, still not going to hire you because it's 259 applications and one person we're going to hire. But at least I'm not going to be like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. Like I will say we have a spreadsheet where we narrow down all of our candidates and we have a short list – where there are four or five people here who, if I need something else in the future, I'm going to them first. I'm not going to go do this process again yeah. because they were so close and they just got just edged out a little bit by the best person, but they were so close. I'm just like, I really wish I could hire them. And if I ever hear from a friend on Twitter or something saying, Hey, I need a great writer. I'm going to point them to those people. Like I keep them in my back pocket. Yeah. So even if you don't get the job, realize that if you impress a company, they're going to remember you. I remember – I follow a few of those people on Twitter now just because I think they're cool. I think I follow one of them on SoundCloud.
1: They had some cool stuff. Yeah, there you go. See? You know? But this – like in the whole process, these little weird weed-out questions and things like that, it sounds heartless. It seems heartless. I felt heartless. Mm -hmm. I hated it. It's not in my personality to be like, oh, I see you care about us. No. But the thing is you you have to because it was one coming out of 259. Mm -hmm. So like – Something is going to be the weed out point. Something yeah. is going to be what costs it. Even if you're a great writer, even if you think you've got everything, if there's another one who's got the same things and the one difference is the DDR question, then like somebody has to win.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, I do want to take a little bit of time. Even if it seems unfair. I want to take a little bit of time to dwell on this point. We got 259 applications. And this is a company it's that where it's just like two like dudes Google. in a bedroom. Yeah. Google gets, I think I I said it was a million resumes a year in my resume mistakes video. Um, and then I think I oh. came across some updated stats after Horrible. that and it's two million a year gross or more. So there's a fundamental thing to keep in mind here. Companies don't have time to evaluate every application on the merits of the job they're looking for. They have to build like really efficient weed out funnels. Yeah, you have you to. Know? Otherwise, it's going to cost you so much to hire the person that you can't afford to hire the person. Yeah, exactly. it's like you walk into Walmart and you want to buy a birthday gift for your mom or something. There's a zillion items there. You're going to go through, even if it's subconscious, you're going to go through some sort of like weed out process. Oh, yeah. Or a process of filtering in your head. Does my mom already own food? You don't And carefully is food consider a good gift? Okay, everything. I can I can eliminate the entire grocery section. Would I feel very weird buying my mom, like, a new bra? Yes, I would. I'm weeding out <laughs> the entire clothing section. Fair. Okay, I've ended up in the hunting section. I'm going to buy her a bowie knife. Why are you buying your mom a bowie Perfect knife? I don't gift. know. But you've gone through some sort of mental algorithm. Yeah,
1: you don't go through and say <laughs> each one there. of these deserves a fair shot theoretically. Therefore, I will give them all the same amount of time. Because yeah. you can't. You For every item, time. I'm
0: going to go to my mom's house. I'm going to scour the whole house I to am- make sure she doesn't have it. I am sure that given
1: time and attention and training and understanding, pretty much everyone could have at some point met the writing requirements. I don't think so. I think that could have most of them, not all of them, but I mean with training and stuff that we can't
0: provide. I do believe that there is a talent threshold. Like, I'm sorry if anyone gets offended about this. I think that there are certain things that certain people are never going to be able to match a standard that a company needs. What do they put in ten thousand hours and become a master? I don't know. There's just like there are things that I'm probably not going to ever be world class at, no matter how hard I try. I think a lot like, of like I are don't physical, think though. I could be in the NBA or something. That's physical. Right? Though. You can't possibly change that. And there's probably like high, how are taller than me? Like I'm not Kurt Goodell. If I put ten thousand hours into math, I'm still not going to be able to solve like the uncertainty principle to the to the degree that Kurt Goodell did. Like I do think there is some component. We're like, I think some people have strengths in certain areas and because of that, they have weaknesses or at least not strengths in other areas. So I, I don't want to say like you can be literally, I, I do want to say you can practice anything and you can improve in anything, but I don't want to make it seem like you can go get hired at literally anything in the world.
1: Oh, well, I think that world-class levels, Sure. Yeah, I'm just saying, in general, each of these people probably could have been a passable writer with enough time. I didn't say they were going to be the world-class best writer we've ever seen.
0: I didn't think that was the requirement. I guess this is the thing. I'm looking for world-class. And maybe that sounds weird because it's, like, technically blog posts. But the way I see it is I'm trying to build a library of the world's best content on how to be a better student. So I guess I just have this perspective that there, there are some people out there who are not going to meet that level. And maybe in fantasy land, if they did put in 10,000 hours of practice. Well, well I don't think sure. they are
1: going to. I'm just being very hypothetical. I guess, yeah, hypothetical. I'm, a very, I'm a very forgiving and
0: hypothetical person, which is why it maybe was very more... hard to go through 259 <laughs> people. You probably are more forgiving than me. Yeah. I guess a million years, a million monkeys, a million typewriters, we can make Shakespeare but you're going to have to dig through a lot of piles Probably of make something better than Shakespeare. That's true. Don't give the monkeys the no credit. The genius of the monkeys. They're
1: good at stuff. That's true.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I seem like a jerk for saying something like that. But I just, I think uh, certain people realistic. I know and I'm just like, I, I just know you aren't going to do that. But there's maybe something else out there that's equally great in a different field that you are going to do. You're more attuned to that.
1: Well, I guess most of what I'm saying here is the people who really cared about this and think this is the kind of thing they want to do. Probably could in time if that's their chosen passion yeah. and they really cared. I'm sure there are some people on there that didn't care, as was evident by some of the blank answers in various questions. True. Yeah. But the people who were like, but I thought I really did a good job at this. They probably could in time.
0: OK, yeah. The people who put in effort. I guess I'm just thinking we had a lot of people who clearly didn't put in effort. Oh, well, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know what their motivation was. Maybe they were just trolling us. Maybe they were enamored with the idea <laughs> would, of I, that would have been funny. That would have cheered me up if there was just like a just like
1: a bunch of troll answers. That would have been them, really funny. I would have liked it.
0: Mister Incredible. Well, I'm not a good writer, but I can lift a car over my head. Yeah, how's that? I would have been like okay. <laughs> I was in acapella. You're not hired. I, I but went to I am Cornell you know, University. You you. Yeah, Cornell University. Naturally. They Don't just let anybody in there. You know. Mm-hmm. Are you part of a singing group? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Actually. Would you like to hear? No. <laughs> but yeah, there were some people who just clearly didn't put an effort. I don't know why my go-to answer is maybe they just want to write for a high profile site because they think it'll make them famous. I don't know what the motivation mm. is, but there were clearly some applications. That maybe it's like, just
1: one of them roll. So I'll just roll the dice. Why not? But I'm not going to try that hard to roll the dice.
0: That could be it. Yeah, I, I don't, don't I don't know why you would expect that the dice roll would come up in your favor in this situation. There's the other thing. A lot of people think they can just shotgun their resume out to a million companies. And it's oh, like, that, you know what? That's a really good point. It's like the uh, what do they call that? That's a bad strategy uh, or the shotgun strategy, which is if I put enough things out there, if I if I cast enough hooks, eventually I'm going to catch something. Yeah, but eventually you're going to catch like a rubber boot.
1: Yeah, theoretically, I guess that's kind of true, but it's not usefully true.
0: Yeah. So if I decide to apply for a job, and this has been every job I've ever applied for, I'm not shotgunning my resume out to a zillion people. I may be applying for several positions, but with each one I apply to, there is a lot of effort and thought put in. And with the ones I truly care about, I'm going above and beyond. Like you, making a full website, saying, I want to work for your company. And you got hired. I think had you just shotgunned your resume out to every web development agency within a 200-mile radius... Maybe you would have gotten hired, but you wouldn't have gotten hired by the one you wanted to be hired by. Yeah. And in all likelihood, you probably wouldn't have heard back from Well, the thing is, if
1: it's a place you really want, then it's likely that maybe you just shotgunned your resume out. You didn't put much effort in, even for the one you cared about for whatever reason, because you're like, I don't know, I'm rolling the dice. Somebody probably did apply to that one and try. And just like with this, like somebody has to not get the job. Yep. And it's going to be the one who didn't put in effort, all things else equal
0: or rather 99% are not going to get the job. And that brings me to the final question on the application here. If you'd like to add anything else or can list other skills you think would be comp- or would complement your writing and the work we do at CIG, do it here. So that was just like the anything else tab. And the reason I put that there was to gauge effort. That's the whole reason it's there. I yeah, wasn't looking kind of for a somebody. Wild card question. Yeah, I wasn't specifically looking for anything Like I wasn't hoping somebody would say, I actually won Dancing with the Stars one year, you know? Uh, I thought maybe somebody will end up having really cool programming skills or maybe they're actually an accomplished copywriter who can help us with sales pages in the future or they can write really good email funnels or something. I don't know, but I'm not looking for anything like that right now. So there was nothing specific I wanted in that field, but I wanted to see something. Yeah. And the person we hired put something there something compelling too. something that I said, Oh, that could be useful in the future. That actually may help us grow our business even further. And Maybe it's it not will. related to uh, writing articles. So that was the application. And the way this worked is we had everyone apply on a Google form. It was very simple. And then it all went to a Google spreadsheet. And from that point, Martin took over. Yeah. Uh, I let you take care of the weed out process. What I basically did is I wrote up uh uh, like a weed out algorithm. Oh, of good! Sorts. You still got this
1: document somewhere. Yeah,
0: I pulled everything up just so we'd have it cool. to reference. So we have a whole writer uh, writer hiring process document here, and then you just yeah, were I just, able to follow. I just rolled
1: it. with it a lot.
0: Yep. So I, I want to share what I wrote here. So I wrote in bold text for Martin. Main thing: we're looking for someone with experience, enthusiastic, and willing to learn. Won't cut it here. They need to be able to show us high quality work already. And I communicated that on the application page as well. Yeah. So I wasn't hiding this. And I want to bring something up right now that relates to this. We got 259 applications, but we also got probably 20 or 30 emails that you never saw oh. with people just saying, hey, that. I really want to work for you. I saw the application page come up. This is my dream job. I love your website. Only problem is I don't have any writing online. But I think if you give me a chance, I could be great and just tell me what you want me to write on. And I'll write you the greatest thing ever. And I didn't reply to any of these. Now, again, I appreciate the enthusiasm. Well, that, that's I'm, what I'm
1: trying to say. These kind of people probably can do what they I think want, they could in time. These, yeah. These keep trying. Can. Don't be discouraged. I'm, just, I'm a
0: little cynical about the people who didn't put effort in. That's no, all I want.
1: I wasn't considering them at all.
0: Yeah. Maybe as, like in, as
1: I probably wouldn't.
0: Maybe they can make a transition at some point. They can make like a whole well, I, Rocky Well, I mean, if they, don't, if they don't care enough to
1: put that much effort in, I just don't think they care whether they become a writer, so.
0: Yeah, that's true. I guess caring is the biggest thing. Um, but, you know, the enthusiasm, the enthusiasm was good. It was very flattering to see people who were so happy with the work we've done that they wanted to be a part of the team. But I had to keep in the back of my mind, we have a finite amount of time to dedicate to this Because every moment we spend on the hiring process is a moment we're not spending making the things that we put out into the world. It's a moment we're not spending podcasting. We're not spending, you know, making a higher quality video script or building a product or improving our website. The hiring process creates no direct value. It sets somebody up to create value, but the process itself is a time sink. So it has to be efficient. And I know If I need to be efficient in my hiring and I owe it to my audience to do that, then I know the person I'm going to hire is somebody who is putting a lot of effort into the process already. They're going through the channel I've established and they're going to show me work they've already done. I want somebody with established work. I'm not going to hire somebody who doesn't have it. They're, They're admitting it right now. But the other thing I very specifically put on the application page, you need to have online writing experience or make me believe that you do because I knew online writing is something that you can put up in five minutes. This isn't a medical position. Yeah. You know, you. I'm not asking you to go take the MCAT and do your rotations in a week to convince me you're a doctor. Obviously, you need to spend years working on that. But if you're a good writer and you don't have an online writing portfolio, you either have stuff on your computer already, that you could put up onto medium.com or typepad.com or you could build your own blog on WordPress or you could put it on a Facebook note. (laughs) Anywhere, you could put it on Pastebin. There are a million places online where you can put writing and if you can't figure out where those are, you don't make the cut. Um, Either that or maybe you've written for your school newspaper. At the worst, you could photocopy your newspaper articles and then type them or use OCR software to convert them into text. Or at the very worst, there were, I think we gave people two weeks to apply.
1: I don't remember that one.
0: I think it was two weeks. That sounds reasonable. I think it was two weeks from when it launched to when we were going to close the window. Maybe even longer than that. And the application page very clearly states, you need to be able to produce two quality articles per week. This is something I need from you. Oh, I see. So if you see it, even a week into it, you got time to write two great articles. And if you really want the job, you're going to do three.
1: Well, we had, I know we it. had somebody go in there and, and write three completely new things. We did. For the application. And yep. that person I'm thinking of made it to like number two or three or something. They're way up there. Yep. That
0: person, I think, yeah, is this person right here. Uh, and I believe one of her articles was why... CIG should hire me. I loved that article. It was great. Yeah, it was great. And she wrote them all from scratch. Jumps immediately to the top of the queue. Yep. So there was a great example of somebody who got it because sometimes the application page communicates more than you think it does. I'm giving you ways to make yourself qualified, even if you're not qualified right now. And I wanted to do that because when I worked at the web development office at Iowa State, I was not initially qualified when I was applying, but they had an online test of PHP coding problems that was like their first hurdle. And I had a couple of days to do it. So it wasn't like they're, they're just saying, you don't make the cut. You don't know it. We're not going to consider you. They're saying, here's a challenge, rise to it. You've got some time. So I wanted to do the same thing. It was implicit in there and somebody figured it out. But I had a lot more people emailing me saying, hey, just give me a chance. Give me a topic to write on. Do this for me. And you can put writing online. And so the, the, this is, it's all going back to the efficiency thing. Given a perfect world where I had infinite time to mentor and nurture a brand new generation of writers, yeah, I'll give you prompts all day. I'll edit your work. I'll tear it to shreds. I'll make you a better person. But I didn't have time for this. No, I needed an experienced writer. And I stated it very clearly. So you need to see that and you need to say, okay, this person needs to be efficient with their hiring process. They need an experienced writer. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to turn myself into that. I'm going to hammer away at the marble until the statue is there for all to see without putting the tools into Tom's hands and being like, please craft me for me. I'm going to do it myself. That's what I wanted to see. And we did see it. You know, the only reason we didn't end up hiring her is because the person we did hire they met the first criteria better where their articles were like the best ones at the time. Well, so and there was were,
1: like the bonus things. And she had the bonus things too. too. Yeah.
0: So yeah. we'll go through the the people who made it to the top. We'll kind of explain a little thing. And I'm not going to name any names or try to, I'm not going to give out any personal information other than the person we did hire because she's very clearly working for us now. <laughs> so I don't think that matters. But I do want to pull some general insights out of that at first. But before that, Let's talk about the first part of the process here. So we had a first initial filtering pass that you had to go through. And we wrote it down here. Basically, anyone who had troll answers or blank spaces, their row was deleted basically right away. Yeah. So that helped to cut down. Uh, Anybody who didn't get my DDR question right, they were cut out. So you needed to get that right. Even if you were, there could have been a fantastic writer in there who got it wrong. We'll never know. It took me long enough to read everybody that wasn't cut immediately. Exactly. And I I can't, I can't, um, I can't emphasize this enough. We have to be efficient. Of course, we could have had the next James Joyce in the applications and they just happened to count the DDR songs wrong. We could have, but if you dwell on what could have been forever, you will never achieve anything. Yeah. So we had to follow the process. If you got the DDR question wrong, you are out. Uh, anyone who didn't link to three pieces of actual online content in the three questions, um, they were cut. I needed three articles. You can write three articles in two weeks because I wrote 31 articles in August of 2011 for the blog. If I can do that, you can do three a week (laughs) or two weeks. Anyone who didn't link to three pieces of other people's content. Um, this is the next one was really important and a little less obvious Anybody who gave a crappy or low effort answer to the why is this content great question. So the the question where I said, link me to somebody else's piece of writing and tell me why it's great. Anybody who wrote, it's great because it's long or I don't know, or just something that seemed low effort. It wasn't very
1: analytical. They didn't put thought into it. You were looking for an analysis about why
0: it was good. They got cut again, because I know the person I'm going to hire was going to put thought into that. And the other thing is, we looked at the applications as they were coming in, and we saw some early ones that had a lot of promise. Yeah. So that actually helped to set the bar for us going forward. We didn't have to come in from you know a totally fresh perspective, starting from the bottom and working our way up. We had a couple of footholds that made it a lot easier. That did because make it, it was easier. like,
1: oh, I'm so unsure here, but if given the choice, I would still go with this person. Therefore, we know it's not this person.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, logic. And then anybody who didn't answer or gave a crappy answer to the last question, anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah. Again, I'm looking for effort. Even if you don't really have a whole lot to contribute, at least tell me something in a little bit more than four words. Uh, Otherwise, you're cut. So at that point, all those people went into like the past one rejections and then we moved on to second filtering pass. So this one, because we were looking for a writer, anybody who didn't have like a clear fluent command over English didn't make the cut because again, we need somebody who could r- hit the ground running. And you know, it will do the same thing. If we ever decide to start translating articles into Spanish someday, you're going to have to yeah, have a clear masterful command obvious. over Spanish and be able to translate correctly. So that's just a skill thing. If you're going to be a writer, you need to speak English and write in English very, very well. So that one, that one made me feel more bad. Cause I was like, I know a lot of people from other countries read our site, but Again, the the
1: thing is we already had seen some people who had an obvious command that we were mm -hmm. looking for. So at that point, knowing that would be them in the end would be just wasting our time to continue to consider people that wouldn't match them.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I do want to note something else here as well. If you truly want to be a writer or if you truly want to be anything that you're applying for and you get rejected, that shouldn't discourage you from doing the thing especially if it's a thing that has a low barrier to entry. So maybe Thomas Frank from college Info Geek is not paying you to write articles every week, but he's paying a person who already chose to wrote or write articles of her own volition for free on her own website for several months before that. Yeah. And that's because I wanted to hire a writer. And if you're a writer, you're not the kind of person who looks for permission or money to write. You're the kind of person who writes. So if you get rejected, keep writing, keep doing the thing, because who knows, maybe two weeks down the line, another person online is going to want a writer or a year down the line, you're going to have this great internship opportunity come up and you're going to thank yourself that you didn't get discouraged on that first rejection and that you kept at it because now you've got this huge portfolio of great work that you didn't have for the first job, but now you do have it. Yeah. So you are coming in with a whole different set of qualifications. That's going to look a lot better. Well, if you had gotten discouraged, college info
1: geek wouldn't exist. (laughs) Yeah. Actually for people who don't know it, pretty clearly.
0: Yeah. For people who don't know it, college info geek started because I applied to write for another college tips blog and I got rejected. So I feel the pain of every single person we rejected
1: i feel it but you went on to write 31 articles in august or whatever you just said
0: and i think i've written like 650 at this point on my site you're almost hitting how many pokemon there are i'm getting close do i get a prize
1: pokemon prize yeah the prize is that a new generation comes out and then you have to keep writing (laughs) yeah it's
0: i don't think i can write fast enough to keep pace with the generations unless pokemon just like stops Someday. Don't ever say that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I triggered you. It's not allowed to stop. (laughs) It'll never stop. There's going to come a point where there are so many Pokemon, you can't memorize them.
1: I already haven't memorized them. (laughs) I don't know all of their names anymore.
0: There's going to be 50,000 Pokemon. But that's because I don't
1: have hundreds of hours to put into every new
0: game. That is true. Though I'm going to tell you, I couldn't, like I tried to play X and Y and I just couldn't do it. But when the Switch one comes out, I'm going to play that. I don't know what it is, but the Switch just makes me like to play video games. Yeah. Good job, Nintendo. But yeah, I feel the pain, but I didn't let the pain get me down. And that's what you should do as well. All right. So that was the second pass. And at that point, we had a spreadsheet of candidates who were at least decent. They had put effort into their applications. They had online writing experience and they had a masterful command over English. Everyone there was a potential hire at that point. And let me look here. Um, yeah, how many do we got in there?
1: It was 26 people, 26 out of 259 deserved so, my full looking over of all. I, I spent a couple weeks doing this. I definitely considered your work.
0: Yes. Yeah. He, he put a lot of effort into it. Uh, and I was working on videos and I had a lot of things to do. So I was like, Martin, this is your job. <laughs> were you having like, listen to gangster rap? I something? had to listen <laughs> to like the coldest gangster rap and, and be like, I gotta be heartless,
1: Martin, stop being so nice. Somebody, you gotta say no. Way more times than you like. Yep. That was my job. You just need to play Kingdom Hearts. It was very difficult, but I definitely considered these
0: things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember getting text messages and Slack messages. I don't know about this person. Should we... So we ended up with 26 people. So about 10% of the initial hiring pool, which means you got to have an A, right? Yeah. To be considered. Oh, and that's, that's an
1: easy percentage. Nice.
0: So at that point, we had narrowed down to 26. Still a good amount of people, but a low enough amount that we could really dig into their articles and start to analyze things, start to ask more meaningful questions rather than does their answer suck to this question. Everyone's answers to this questions in this group were great. So it got really hard at this point. So what we did from here is I basically created a a three-color highlighting system so you were starting to go through articles, read people's writing, see what else they had to offer, um, and then you would just highlight the row in green if there were somebody who displayed the greatest potential, people who submitted articles that looked like they could have been on CIG already, their formatting was awesome, their writing was great, they already knew how to use headings and bullet lists and links and everything, um, they had great analysis on the first external article they hadn't written, and then we had yellow people. So People who were like, they had potential, but we're not sure if they would be like an instant hire right now. But maybe they might be a good hire in the future, or maybe if all of our greens turn out to be sociopaths or something, then we you can never go to the know. Nose. You never know. And then we had orange. So the orange were people who most likely wouldn't make the cut. Um, maybe they passed the English fluency test, but they didn't have um, a wide vocabulary, or maybe they didn't have a whole lot in their portfolio. In general, it just didn't scream "hire
1: me." Yeah, or it, like they they didn't have the same enthusiasm or fit with like the brand, or just yeah, just it was like little things at that point. It was like I I got to choose somebody, and at this point, this tiny this tiny thing mm-hmm. just isn't quite as good as the greens so far.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I'm looking here at the final question: What else can uh, you offer? And everyone here has a lot they wrote here, um, and then we have one person who put a link, actually. Oh, I loved that. It's just a link. And we went to it, and I want to go to it right now to remind myself of what's on there. Oh, I think she may have actually taken it down since then. Oh, that makes sense. That's sad. But I guess it makes sense because the the period is over. But she made a full page on her website of why she wanted to work for us, which was great. It told me that she most likely listens to the podcast and heard your story. And if not, she had an amazing idea. And yeah. she took all this time. It was time considerable to put, effort. Yeah, didn't she like make illustrations for it or something? Or there were at least illustrations on the page. It she looked, did a good it job. Looked nice. It looked nice. Yeah, it looked nice. And, and because
1: and of that effort, because I liked it, it j-
0: jumped right up to like number four. Yeah, just just immediately. Hmm. So, yeah, that was that was very impressive. Um, I mean, all of these were impressive at this point. At this point, it was very difficult yeah. to make the final decision. And at this point, I stepped in. I went and read everyone's articles. I read their analyses. And scenes were just the best articles, which is what we needed. So everyone's were good, but I looked at hers, and I'm reading her articles, and I'm like, this looks and reads like an article on my site. I'm going to have to do very little to train her on how to write a great article on College Info Geek. She's basically already doing it. So let me pay you money to do it over here. So we ended up hiring her. We didn't do an interview process, actually. So this was another thing. We I guess we're not super legit because we didn't have to actually interview people. There wasn't
1: like sit down at a desk and be all intimidating yeah. for a couple of
0: hours. Again, it was, it was all in the name of efficiency. If I take half an hour to talk to 26 people on Skype, that's a lot of time. And honestly, their work is what I'm going to make the decision on. So... I made the decision on the work. I emailed Roxine. I said, hey, we want to work with you. We love your work. Um, When can you start? And then I had a Skype conversation with her. Uh, The rest of the people that were in this top group, they got a personalized email from me. And then everyone else did get an email at least because I don't like it when companies don't email back. Oh no, when you don't know, that's really inconvenient. So everyone who didn't make, who didn't like pass the level two, at least got an email saying, hey, thanks for responding. I think I actually wrote an email very similar to the one that I got when I was rejected from Hat College. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still have it saved in my email. So I went back there. I was like, how did they let me down? Because I remember them <laughs> phrasing it pretty well. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, but everyone else, you know, I emailed them. I said, hey, your application was great. I really liked this article you wrote. Uh, and I'll call you back in the future if we need another person. Or if I have a friend who needs a writer, you know, you're going to be one of the people I send to them. Yeah. So I wanted to make it like a a good rejection instead of a bad one because they clearly made most of the cuts. Uh, And then we hired Roxine. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about here is one lesson that I learned after the hire. So my initial idea, because I write the scripts for the videos and the articles are companion articles to the videos – My initial idea was to have her basically act as a ghostwriter and to turn the video scripts into well-written articles. And we did that a couple of times and it just, it didn't turn out so good. And this coincided with the time that you and I were reading good to great. So I had to be really careful because I had this business book saying, you need to fire fast and make sure you have the first best people on the bus. And so I'm just like reading the book being like, did I make the right decision? Oh No. And uh, then I thought back to a conversation I had with my friend Charlie from Charisma on Command, which is an amazing YouTube channel, by the way. And he told me like, you have to figure out what your art is and what is just your ego in the work you're doing. And I also read a quote. It may have been in that same book from, I believe, Dwight Eisenhower, who said, it's amazing what you can get done if you don't care who gets the credit. And that got me thinking. Roxanne's writing all these amazing articles on her site. And people are coming to College Info Geek to read an article about how to be more confident or how to not make mistakes on your resume. Just because there's one particular example or story from my life in the video doesn't mean the same exact uh, story or example needs to be in the article. Yeah. The same points can be made with a different example. So... After those first two initial ghostwriting tries, I got on Slack with Roxanne and I was like, hey, what if I just give you the bullet points for the videos? Basically, this is what we want to teach. And then you go write your own article and you get the credit for it. Your name's on it. And my video is just in the article. Yeah, because it's not a transcript. It's It's not a transcript. It goes with it. So if you go to the companion article, maybe you're not going to be able to read a text version of my story of how I interviewed this one company in college, you'll read Roxine's story, which might even be better. Who yeah. knows? But it's definitely going to be a better article because now she's writing it. She's invested. And instantly I could tell, okay, the energy that I saw in her writing on her site is back because now she's writing on her own.
1: Well, ghostwriting's is like its own weird skill. We didn't it check is. for that skill. We
0: didn't hire a ghostwriter. And she was saying like, it was kind of weird when you'd maybe reference your girlfriend having to write my girlfriend <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, obviously, she has to date Anna for a while so that the stories make sense. That's true. Yeah. Um, so I I kind of got some perspective. And this is interesting. As a business owner, maybe the perception of the people who work for me is that I have all the answers and know what I want. But in reality, I'm figuring this out as I go along as well. This whole hiring process that we went through a lot of it, I had to like text of all my friends frantically. People who have already hired people, and I'm asking them, "How did you do this?" Yeah. Like my friend Eric runs Beardbrand, and he's got I don't know dozens of people on his team now. Uh, he did a whole hiring presentation at this conference I went to, so I was calling him and I was like, "Eric, how do I word these questions so I'm not like leading them?" Like my first draft of the application the questions were worded in such a way that it was very obvious what I wanted to hear. And Matt looked at it and he said, you're writing leading questions here. I was writing Mm -hmm. questions like, can you edit your own writing? And of course people are gonna say yes. Why would you say, no, I actually suck at editing. I leave typos all the time. Yeah, I really need an editor. I I just don't double check my work. No one's gonna say that. So he said, you need to just let people's work speak for itself. You need weed out questions that aren't obvious, that have answers only you know, and you need to just cut out these questions that are leading because they're, they're not doing anything for you. Let people uh, exemplify that in their work, essentially. So we're figuring it out as we go, just like people who work with us are.
1: Yeah. So you, you should know. know that bigger companies that have done this, like Google, they definitely have some sort of process to handle this that is way more rigorous
0: and way more efficient. They have to. But they're also figuring it out, too. You know? Well, it's not perfect. So this is, yeah, it's not perfect. I just want to, I want to point out that you may get hired for a position and then feel like you're not good at it. And it is very possible that the reason is they hired you and then didn't put you in the right role or they, they just, they thought they wanted something and then they realize only later, oh, this isn't working, but it's our fault. Yeah. It's my fault for asking this great writer who's just putting all this passion into her work to essentially take my words out of my mouth and just reframe them and build them like Legos. You can't write
1: that emotionally because like you have all the sub details that Mm -hmm. might make a sentence seem cooler, but she doesn't. She only has literally what you said and nothing more because she didn't live
0: your life. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those things that's really obvious in hindsight. Yeah. I'm sure there's somebody listening to this podcast right now going, well, duh, ghostwriter is not a writer or, you know, not the same thing. But when we were hiring, it wasn't so obvious. No, didn't you think know, about that thing, until after the fact. Yeah, the thing in our head was, oh, somebody who's already a fantastic writer is clearly the best candidate to turn my videos into well-formed articles. But that turns out not to be true. Ghostwriting is a very different skill from being a real passionate, creative writer. And another thing that I've realized becoming a musician is being able to play improv is very different than playing other people's songs. And my friend Kyle is objectively a much better guitarist than I am and he knows a zillion songs he comes over all the time and just plays like system of down songs that I have no idea how to play and they're way more complex than I'm ready for but then I'll sit there and I'll play some improv stuff and he's like I actually don't really play like that that's much more difficult for me hmm. so there's different sub skills within a main skill but the difference between those sub skills is not always obvious until you really put it to the test So I guess this is something for any business owners out there. Communicate with your employees and the people you work with. Um, Don't be so fast to fire unless like it's a very obvious reason to fire. You should at least reflect on if it's you. Yeah. Because it it was us (laughs) or it was more specifically me. I don't think you chose to do the ghostwriting. No, I didn't see much of what happened
1: after I pared it down to like my top two.
0: Yeah. After that, I kind of took back over. So, yeah, that was uh, that was our process. I'm not sure if there are any other lessons to impart, but hopefully there is something of use in here. Um, The main thing I really wanted to impart was the fact that companies need to be efficient with the hiring process, which is why they do so much weed out. And honestly, which is why they often don't ever get back to you. I think you were saying they're not trying to hurt you. They're not being evil. Being mean
1: to you on purpose.
0: A million resumes, dude. A million resumes. It's
1: just impossible.
0: You know? Um, and I'm sure like, you know, I sent out an automated email, but I didn't want to use MailChimp for that. So I used blind carbon copy and Gmail, which can hold up to 500 addresses. I had 200 and whatever that I was rejecting. So that worked. But imagine Google rejecting. Oh yeah. 2 million I, I spent resumes. a couple of weeks looking at like
1: 259, yeah. 2 million. I don't know if you know this, but it's bigger.
0: There's a percentage of those emails. It's a lot bigger. Like even just say three percent of those emails, what is that? What's three percent of a million? Whoa, thirty thousand for a math position. I think it's thirty thousand. Uh, so that's sixty thousand emails that wouldn't get delivered just because they got caught by spam filters or something. Sixty thousand huh. people have applied to Google and just because of dumb computer errors, never heard back from them, and they're sitting at their desks like fuming, like I can't believe they wouldn't email me back just to tell me they don't have the common decency to reject me to my face it's because they can't there's too many you just can't at some point point. and i remember you saying like i empathize with hr people for the first time in my life that's why oh yeah because I, I hate that's so many
1: like i'm a very understanding and forgiving and like humble kind of person and i i was just like Maybe I don't know if their writing's good enough. Maybe I need to look at it again. This is actually pretty good, but I might be looking at it from the wrong perspective. Something, something, something. So then going through and having to say no 250 (laughs) sometimes. It's tough. It's very difficult. It's real tough. I understand. They're not just being mean to you. It's just apparently pretty much impossible to give everybody the same amount of time and effort and thought. Unless you want to run your business into the ground and then tell them there's no job left.
0: Yeah, it's not going to work. And especially when everyone out there is reading all these articles about how to make your resume look so good and they're padding it with keywords and everything, you know, it gets to the point. It is in the job seeker's best interest to optimize their resume and everything as well as they can. But ironically, that makes the hirer's job more difficult. Yeah. Because now they have seemingly higher quality resumes that they have to figure out a way to sift through. They don't have a pile of resumes that say, I like to eat my own poop and I hate work. And then one, that's good. It's all a bunch of resumes that are formatted the exact same and their teachers told them exactly what's right. And they read college info geek articles and yeah, everything. And just, what am I supposed to do about this? <laughs> they got to figure out, how do I sort through this stack of a zillion Then you do resumes. need to just like throw you know, a dart at one of them. <laughs> which is why a lot of hiring gets done through the old boys network or through networking of any kind. You have the, the short oh, stack You have of a resumes. bonus point. Exactly, Yeah. You know, it's cause, like, oh, oh wait, he knows they're Dan. They're right there. That's easy from the Java development department. Oh, he he vouched for him. Okay, I'm just gonna set this resume stack on fire and not deal with it.
1: Yeah, like oh, this is gonna save me like 800 mm-hmm. hours. So let's just do it. Networking mm-hmm. works
0: exactly. Yeah. So it's a challenge on both sides. That's all I want to say. Okay, so hopefully you found the uh, insights that we gained from this process helpful in some way. I think they're going to be applicable to you. No matter what kind of position you're applying for, maybe the individual elements, such as being able to get some writing online in a day, aren't going to apply to you if you're in med school or something, but you at least have a glimpse into the mind of somebody who's in the position of needing to hire someone else and the challenges they face. And you can use that to tailor your own application accordingly. Yeah. Take this and use it as you will. Show notes for this episode are at CIGpodcast.com slash 185. Or if you're listening, watching this on YouTube, in the description down below, you can click that link. You'll find links to, um, we're gonna have, let's see here, we're gonna have a copy of the hiring page or I'll just link to the hiring page and then some screenshots or something of the form so you can at least see the questions that I asked people. And then we'll also link to Roxine's website because she's a great writer. And I think that you should read her blog posts on her own site, as well as a couple of the posts that she has written for us so far. And if anything else we mentioned, I know Guillerme will pick it up. So there's another story. We didn't go through the hiring process at all for Guillerme. that one was fast. Nope, I was just on Twitter. I need someone to do timestamps. And he's like, I'll do it. (laughs) I said, okay, I'm going to make some you know, deliberations. And he's like, I already did it. <laughs> Sends me the, and then I look at it. And I'm like, this is actually really. Yeah, and it's, it's working out. So. <laughs> so we got really lucky with that one. Uh, yeah. So I think that's it. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, one great way to do it is to subscribe to it in Apple podcasts or Google play or any app that you use. If you do watch this podcast on YouTube, keep in mind that you can get it in podcast players and take it with you on the road. Uh, I did get an email from somebody recently who said, I pay for YouTube Red so I can turn my phone screen off and listen to the CIG podcast on YouTube as an audio-only thing. And I thought, well, that's very flattering that somebody would pay for YouTube Red just for our podcast, but they can get the audio files for free by subscribing to the audio feed through Apple Podcasts. That's like
1: the original way.
0: And they won't have to download however many gigs of data (laughs) that YouTube streaming will take. Yeah, it's less obvious that that's a thing.
1: Like sometimes people don't know it exists, but yeah. it, the original way is through the audio only. It is the original the way.
0: Way. And more, more people by far listen to the audio version than the YouTube version. But I know yeah. people discover it through YouTube. And I just want you guys to know that there is an audio version as well. And the show notes link to that audio version page with instructions on how to subscribe. So check that out. And if you do happen to listen on Apple Podcasts, another great way to support the show is to leave us a rating and review over there. That helps to bump the show up the rankings and it tells us what we're doing right and what we can improve on. So thanks for listening. Thanks for any support you guys have provided so far. And we will see you in next week's episode. Stay cute.